Well, good morning, uh, Biltmore family. Well, happy Sunday, depending on when you catch this message. It's my honor and privilege to be able to serve you all uh, today with the word of God. Uh, like Pastor Bruce mentioned, my name is Dan Leanne, uh, originally from Melbourne, Australia. That's the reason my voice is this way. You know, mother and father are Malaysian Chinese. That's the reason my face is this way. Uh, but now I live in Anderson, South Carolina, where I get to serve the state of South Carolina through New Spring Church. So if you're ever across the border, you've got nothing to do on a Sunday, pop into one of our 14 campuses, and we love to make you feel at home. Well, I've got a really simple message for you today. Uh, early this morning, as I was praying and preparing, I really felt the Holy Spirit lay this word specifically on my heart for the Biltmore family. And here's the simple word. If you're writing down notes, you might wanna write this down. If you're in the middle of getting a tattoo on your thigh or your arm, uh, you might wanna tattoo this on your body. Uh, if you are um, right now thinking about some needlepoint to put up on your um, living room wall, go with this word, all right? Here's the word. Go ahead and take a faith step. Go ahead and take a faith step. To Dale from Nebo in North Carolina, go ahead and take a faith step. For Donna from Zionville, Pennsylvania, go ahead, take a faith step. For Bob from Leicester, North Carolina, go ahead and take a faith step. For Bob from Prior Lake, Minnesota, go ahead and take a faith step. Let me pray and we'll jump into the word. Lord Jesus, we love you. Father God, we exalt you. And Holy Spirit, we invite you to have your way, to have your say. And I pray that you would help us hear your word and then give us courage and strength to apply your word. Help us to take a faith step. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Go ahead and take a faith step. It was a no-brainer for me when Pastor Bruce texted me and said, hey, would you like to come and serve the Biltmore family with a message during this Average Joe series, the Chronicles of Joe the Screwdriver, having a look at the story of Peter, one of Jesus's disciples, one of the church's early fathers. Because I love the story of Peter. Peter's life is the story of transformation. Peter's life is the story of what he began as, but also what he ended up as. Peter's life is a story of a life actually well lived. Peter understood he was only given so many breaths here on earth, so he lived his life in a breathtaking way. And because of that, I see Peter as a hero. The story of transformation from fisherman to a fisher of men to ultimately becoming a shepherd of God's flock. From Simon the Reed, blown around by people's opinions and feelings about him, to becoming Peter the rock on which God would build his church. 
from denying Jesus when Jesus stood trial to becoming a bold declarer of Jesus when Peter himself stood trial, Peter is the story of radical transformation. And when you study his life, you'll see that faith steps taken were the markers to him becoming the man of God, the person of influence, the adventurer he was destined to be. It was faith steps that were the markers that ushered him into the mighty and the marvelous and the miraculous. It was the faith step of leaving his nets behind and following Jesus. It was the faith step of declaring Jesus as Christ, the first one to do so. It was the faith step in becoming someone who would embrace forgiveness as he stepped back into community after his failure. It was the faith step of him preaching on that first day of the new church when it was birthed at Pentecost. It were these faith steps, it was these faith steps that ushered him into becoming the Peter that we read about today. And as it was for Peter, so it will be for you. It will be the faith steps in your journey, the faith steps that you take, the faith steps that you bravely embrace that will usher you into the life that Jesus died to give you that will usher you into a life less ordinary and more marked by breathtaking wonder. It is the faith step of the righteous person that marks someone as someone who really experiences life as Jesus intended. So let me ask you a couple of questions. What is the biggest faith step you've ever taken in your journey? In all seriousness, a mother or father in that household, if you had to sit down with your children right now and talk to them about the biggest faith step you have ever taken in your life, what story would you tell? Would you have a story to tell? Maybe ask this question. Not only what was the biggest faith step in your journey, but what was the latest faith step in your journey? If we had to sit down for a couple of minutes this morning and have a conversation about the last time you genuinely took a faith step, you honestly felt God calling you out onto the waters, God calling you to step out into the darkness, knowing that he's somewhere out there, knowing that he wanted you to take a deep breath and leap into his loving arms, what is the latest story you would tell? Would you have to really roll back through the annals of your mind and find a story maybe back in your college days? Would it be something that would be relegated to maybe a, an episode years and years and years ago? What's the biggest faith step you've taken, honestly? What is the latest faith step you've taken? Well, my heart's hope and my heart's prayer simply today is that as we jump into the word of God, we will see and understand what a faith step really is. And then maybe by the spirit of God, through his power, you too, by the end of this message, would be beckoned to take your faith step too. 
ushering you into more life that Jesus came to give you. More transformation, not only of your journey, but of the world around you. The way I want to engage these questions is by looking at the Word of God. I don't believe that the Bible is an archaic piece of literature from back in the day. I believe it's a living, breathing conversation that God wants to have with us every day. So let's have a look at this story about Joe Screwdriver, this ordinary man named Peter. In the book of Matthew chapter 14, maybe the most famous faith step Peter ever took. And I want to make some observations and shape them into faith challenges for you so that by the end of this message, you'd be drawn to taking your own faith step. Matthew chapter 14, verse 25. Let's read it together. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. I'll give you the context here. Jesus had just fed 5,000, the crowd were going wild. Jesus needed some alone time, so he went up to a mountainside to pray. He sends his disciples ahead of him on a boat. As they go along on the boat, the wind starts beating against that boat, and they get stuck basically in the middle of the lake. The whole time, Jesus is watching, and it's dawn, and Jesus walks out to them. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly you are the Son of God. I love this story because I see myself in this story. I'm just a disciple trying to get from point A through to point B and stick close to Jesus. And just like the disciples in this story, you find yourselves on rough and rocky waters every now and then, but it's amazing how Jesus shows himself powerfully and beautifully, especially in the middle of the storm. Jesus is walking out on the lake and and Peter sees Jesus and sees an opportunity to take another faith step to be closer to the master. He asks Jesus, can I come out onto the water? Jesus says, come on out, the water is great. Peter takes a faith step, and before he knows it, he finds his body being carried. The weight not sinking. He starts walking towards Jesus. The Bible says he gets distracted in that walk. He begins to sink, but then Jesus grabs him. They get into the boat. They worship Jesus, and a lesson is taught. And this is the lesson for us today. What goes into making a faith step? What will it really look like for our lives to be marked by these faith steps? Well, what do you need for a faith step? Number one, write this down. You need a word. You need a word. One of the biggest misconceptions in all of the Bible is that Peter walked on water. Can I state this once and for all? Peter never walked on water. Peter walked 
on a word. H2O didn't hold Peter's weight. A word from Jesus held his weight. You'll see that in the story. Peter says to Jesus, if it's really you out there, give me a word. Call me to come out onto the water with you. Jesus says, come on out. The water is great. And it was with that word, Peter got to step out and do something miraculous. If Judas saw him do that, saw him do that and jumped out onto the water, Judas would have sunk. If Thomas saw him do that and jumped out onto the water, Thomas would have sunk because they didn't receive a word from the Lord. Peter received a word from the Lord and the beginning of your faith step that will lead you into the mighty and the marvelous and the miraculous, a life less ordinary is a genuine word from God. No word no faith step. A dream without a word is just a fantasy. An action without a word is just foolishness. But when you get a dream and you back it up with some action and it all comes from a word that you receive from King Jesus, my friend, now you are walking on his word and you are stepping into the mighty and the marvelous and the miraculous. Number one, you need a word. Are you hearing from God right now? Are you hearing from him? I know we live in a world that is incredibly noisy right now. And in case you think that it's going to get less noisy now, we have like basically an election result, you're wrong. We are living in a day in an age where the world is turned up to absolute maximum capacity all the time, all trying to vie for your energy, trying to vie for your attention, trying to drag you here, trying to drag you there. And in amongst all of this static, God wants to speak to you. And when you hear him, you have the makings of your next great faith step. Are you hearing him? Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. That's the reason it's so important to find yourself in the word of God every single day. Not just so you can check off another box on your Christian to-do list, no, but because if you're not hearing from God, it's impossible to walk by faith. That's the reason it's so important to gather together in community. I know there are some people who are still really nervous about get, coming into large buildings and worshiping God in public because of, of COVID, and I recognize that, but in some way, shape, or form, be desperately desirous to find yourself in community because we hear God's voice, not only through the word of God, but as it is confirmed by a genuine faith community around you. That's the reason we need communion with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who lives inside of you wants to speak to you. The Bible makes it clear that it wants to convince you of some things, talk to you about some things. He wants, to, he wants to speak to us about things that aren't right in our life, that aren't aligned with the kingdom. He wants to speak to us about our identity. He wants to speak to us about our victory. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to us all the time. Are you hearing him? Because stepping out in faith begins with hearing a word. Faith comes from hearing. Hearing is all about getting 
your word. The second thing that you need is not only a word, but you need to at some point take a step. I love how here in the story, the Bible says, Peter goes to Jesus, yo, if that's you out there, I would love to come out and join you. I know that you have the power to calm the wind and the waves. I've seen you do that before. You'll see a couple of chapters previously, the disciples found themselves in in a similar situation where they were freaking out in a boat that was nearly capsized in the middle of a weather occurrence and and Jesus speaks to the wind and speaks to the wave and says quiet be still but Peter goes you know what I don't need you to say quiet be still anymore I want to keep on stepping forward in faith I've seen that and I've learned that but I want my next thing help me step out there with you and Jesus says come on out and then the Bible says and then Peter got out of the boat you want to take another faith step You not only need a word that comes from God, you need to at some point take a deep breath and just take a step. There will never be a perfect time to take a faith step. At some point in your journey, you're just gonna have to take a deep breath and go. I I know that years ago, um, way back when I was in elementary school, I found it hard to, uh, to, to relate to the ladies, you know what I'm saying? I had friends of mine who were the, the sporty types and, 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 and girls used to watch the sporty types running around and, and so they had kind of, you know, that, that ability to connect there and then there were other guys who were the really tall, handsome, good-looking types and, and so the girls would swarm around them and so I didn't have the sport, I didn't have the height, I didn't have the good looks, so what I went with is I worked out that if I did things that girls did, I would find myself hanging out with girls. So one thing that I chose to do throughout my elementary school days was skip. Do you you guys skip here in America? You know, the skipping? Well, well, I I got into skipping. I'm I'm a very secure man right now. I can confess that in front of people. Throughout my elementary school years, I I, I got into skipping. And so I would just hang out with a bunch of girls. Hey, that looks like fun. Can I hang out with you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, jump in as well. And so here I am. And and I remember getting into skipping and rushing the the, the skipping rope going around and around and around. And I I noticed that the people who were jumping into the skipping rope would basically try to get the rhythm of the skipping rope. And when the time was right, they would jump in and they would start skipping away. I remember the first couple of times that I started skipping, I stood there for ages just waiting for the right time to jump in. So I was doing this one. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. There are so many Christians in this world that spend their entire life doing this one, waiting for the right time to jump in on a miraculous move, but they never ever do because the time doesn't feel right. Have you ever heard this one before? Hey, you know what? I love to go on that mission trip. But, but I, I want to re- wait for a time where maybe the kids grow a little bit older and they don't really need us. Or, hey, have you heard this one before? Hey, I would really love to give. I would really like to tithe. But you know what? I'm not really in a financial position right now. But one day when that financial position comes around, I'm definitely going to jump in on that piece of obedience. Or, you know, hey, have you heard this one before? Hey, you know, I would really like to witness. I would really like to invite my friends and bring them along to church. But the reality is I'm kind of new around here. I don't want to be labeled like the weird Christian-y kind of guy in the office. You know, there will never be the right time to jump out and take your faith step. At some point when you receive a word from God, you got to take a deep breath and get out of the boat. 
There will, there will never be a perfect time to serve. There will never be a perfect time to lead. There will never be a perfect time to forgive. There will never be a perfect time to join that small group. There will never be a perfect time to go on that trip. There will never be a perfect time, but you don't need a perfect time if you had a word. If you have your word, take a deep breath and jump. I spend so much time journeying with, especially young men and young women coming to the end of their college years. And it's amazing to see what unfolds for young men and young women when they receive a word and they step out in faith and they just jump. Contrast that to the people who say, you know what, Dan, it sounds great and my heart is racing. I know that Jesus is calling, but, but you know what? I'm just gonna wait for a better time to, 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 to jump out in faith. I can draw a line in the middle of a page. On the top of one side, I can write, hey, people who are living a wild Jesus-led adventure and the other ones who are just living that ordinary life, taking up space on earth. It is the ones who are brave enough and bold enough to just step out, just start to serve, just start to lead, just start to go, just start to give, just start to forgive, just start to love. The ones who just take a deep breath and step out are the ones who live the adventure. So you need a word, you need to take a step, and the third one, if you're writing down notes, you just need to keep on stepping. Because a faith step isn't about a once-off movement, but it's about a continual focus on Jesus and walking in his direction. That's what you see here in the story. Peter says to Jesus, hey, if that's you out there, I wanna be out there with you. Jesus says, come on out, and that word was strong enough to hold his weight and to engage him into the miraculous. As he gets out of that boat, he starts to walk towards Jesus, eyes focused on him, the miraculous starting to unfold more and more and more. But then the Bible goes on to say, but then the wind distracted him, and he lost focus on Jesus, and he started focusing on everything else around him. The wind that was blowing, the waves that were crashing, <laughs> the water beneath him. He started focusing on everything else that was Jesus, and instantaneously, his miracle became a mess as he started to sink. It's one thing to step out, it's another thing to not turn back. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus and keep on stepping. I think that's a word for us even in this crazy season. 2020 has been wild for so many people. So much fear, so much frustration, so much heartbreak, so much loss, so much division, so much doubt. Throw into that a change of president, and now what does that bring around the corner? There are so many things right now vying for your attention, beating against your soul. More than ever now, focus in on Jesus.
Because I promise you, if you lock gaze with him and refuse to break that gaze, irrespective of what life dishes up, no matter what kind of currents and culture try to sweep you away, you will continue to walk miraculously into the beautiful things that God has planned for you. Don't turn back. Stay focused on Jesus. That's been our family story. In 2017, the Leans moved from Melbourne, Australia to Anderson, South Carolina. And that was a faith step. My wife and I had been married for 19 years up to that point. And we can point to so many different junctures in our journey that spoke to faith steps that we took. Coming out of college into ministry, from a campus-based ministry into church-based ministry, from church-based ministry into traveling the world basically for 15 years as a gospel ninja. Have sermon, we'll travel, show up, make a mess, leave before I have to clean up. Our lives had been consistently marked by faith steps. But at the beginning of 2017, we felt the Holy Spirit breathing again, whispering to us about our next faith step. And it was scary because life was amazing. It could not have been curated any more comfortably. A ministry I loved, financially looked after, time with my family, an incredible place to live. In 27, uh, 2017, um, Melbourne, Australia was rated the most livable city in the world. Incidentally, the same year, South Carolina was rated the 49th most livable state in America. Thank God for Mississippi. But God started calling and saying that there are friends on the other side of the world who are going through the battle of their lives and my family and I needed to pack up whatever we could in 12 suitcases to go and just be there and to serve to put our roots down there, to take our next faith step. I felt the Holy Spirit telling me that my kids were growing up really, really quick and the greatest gift that I will ever give to my children isn't an inheritance to spend, a car to drive, even a college education to lean on. The greatest gift I would ever give to my children is a living faith exemplified by the way that I took faith steps. So we stepped out in faith. We moved from Melbourne, Australia to Anderson, South Carolina, and immediately we felt the fear wash over us as we landed and, 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 and started trying to make a life, and, and it was challenging. It's so different than where we came from. But after a while, we, we started to find our feet. I found a community that I loved and friends that I got to serve alongside. My wife even found a great community and, and, and really started engaging and, 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 and growing in her faith as well. And, and even my daughter, Caitlin, she was 13 at the time. She found some friends and, and she started making her way forward. And, and the family were doing well. All of our family except for my 11-year-old son, Josiah. He was having a really difficult time as we took our faith step. 
He's 11 years old, so he's a simple kid. All he cares about is his friends and his fortnight, and it feels like that we dragged him away from both of those things by moving to America. So after a couple of months seeing him struggle, I thought we needed to do something, and so we, we, we organized a really special uh, a fortnight, like computer game date for him and his friends back in Australia. Now on the east coast of Australia and the east coast of America, obviously the time zones are different. So we had to coordinate a time where Josiah got to stay up a little later and his friends would get up a little earlier and they would all play together. So I remember that one night as Josiah got online with all of his friends, he put his headset on and you could hear the joy in his voice as he started laughing and talking and catching up with his friends back from Australia. I thought to myself, I'm gonna I'm gonna suspend all good parenting for one night. I'm gonna to go to bed and let my son stay up as long as he wants. So I go to bed. I wake up the next morning. It's seven. I walk out into the into the into the um, TV room and, and my son is there. He's still patched in. I go, Oh my goodness, son, have you been up all night? <laughs> like with your friends talking and and, and I worked out, wait a second, this time in, in, in Australia, this is like in the middle of the day, which one of your friends from Australia actually skipped school to stay online with you? I asked him, who is online with you right now? And he said to me, no dad, they all left hours ago. I'm just pretending that they're, they're still there. That faith step seemed so horrible in that moment. Everything inside of me wanted to run back and turn around. From that point, I ran into my closet. I grabbed a red suitcase. I opened it up and I just wanted to grab all of my stuff and throw it back into that bag and go back to Australia. I've made a mistake. I'm ruining my family's life. The price is too high. I'll come back at another time where things are more convenient, but I felt the Holy Spirit whisper to me. As a family, we're stepping into our greatest adventure. And the mighty and the marvelous and the miraculous will become our story. You've received a word, Dan. You've taken a step, Dan. Don't turn around now. Keep on stepping. Go ahead, friend, and take your faith step. Go ahead and engage in community again. Come on, go ahead and rebuild those bridges of relationship again. Come on, go ahead and invite that friend of yours that you've been waiting to invite for so long to come with you to church next week. Go ahead and take your faith step. Go ahead and put your hand up again and said, I will lead. It hurt me last time, but I refuse to allow the pain of yesterday to rob me of my promise for tomorrow. Go ahead and serve again. 
I know that times are difficult and things have changed, but find that space to take a faith step and serve alongside your brothers and sisters, bringing forth the kingdom of God. Go ahead, my friend, and take a faith step. As we wrap up our time together, I like to do two simple things. Number one, I like to pray with someone who's saying, you know what, Dan, I have never taken that faith step into relationship with Jesus. For him, he's just this religious dude from back in the day or some kind of angry guy in the sky with a lightning bolt in his hand ready to take me out because I break his commands. Nothing could be further from the truth. Jesus came to earth to take hold of your life and to give you life forever, beginning today to the full. And if you would take a faith step by just simply opening up your heart to Jesus, I promise you, he will enter in, clean up whatever mess you find yourself in, and by his spirit, lead you into the life you were destined to live. So maybe right now, with eyes closed, if you're driving right now and watching this, keep your eyes open, but metaphorically, with eyes closed, if you're saying, I wanna take a faith step into relationship with Jesus, just pray these words after me. Dear Jesus, I take a faith step into relationship with you. I stop going my own way. I start going your way. Help me by your spirit. Live now for your glory. Amen. If you pray that prayer, in a few moments time, we're gonna give you just some instructions of where to from here. We're pumped about your jump, but we are committed to your journey. As you have stepped by faith into relationship with Jesus, we wanna be your biggest cheerleaders. For the rest of us, go ahead and take a faith step. Don't let your life be marked by convenience, by comfort, by the path of least resistance. But be brave enough to get a word, as crazy as it may be, knowing that Jesus is beckoning you forward into the mighty, the marvelous, and the miraculous, and then take a deep breath and step out. You will not regret being too brave for King Jesus one day. And irrespective of the wind and the waves, the fear and the frustration that may flow in the wake of your faith step, don't turn around. Keep on stepping. King Jesus, help us by your spirit to take a faith step. Speak to us. Give us courage to move and the strength to keep on moving. In Jesus' name. And all of those who are going to take a faith step said, Amen.